0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC, Featuring the best of the best from today's conversations, observations, and ruminations. Because great radio is still fresh the second time around. To the Mac and Bow show on Mac and Bow Radio.
2: Hey, Mac, the Bone Man.
1: Good morning, Mac and Bone.
0: We're back, everybody. Mac and Bone with you. Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. We are back to a miserable Panther reaction show. The offense is horrible. It hurts our eyes. I mean, it just It is. And, and I feel like we've said this for six years. Since there was healthy cam, I feel like the offense has been garbage. And I want to give every player on the defense a hug. Because, because, <laughs> because of what they have to do. This defense should be in the playoffs winning football games. Like, point blank, period. Instead, they're out there having to fight for survival and try to keep a team in a game all, all freaking 60 minutes. We'll talk about it all. Mac and Bone, Sports Radio 92.7, WFNZ. We got another injury, too. Shaq Thompson. Uh, this, uh, this is going to be a while, it sounds like. Ian Rappaport even reported about the, the chatter he was hearing. It could be for the season. We hadn't heard anything like that yet, for sure. So we got crappy stuff to talk about here on today's Mac and Bone show. The flound dog is in the house. The Bone Man is in the house wearing his Duke uh, gear to celebrate his one good football team. What's up, Bone well, Man? After watching the on? South
3: Carolina offensive line, Zach Wilson played quarterback in the Panthers' offense, Mac. Uh, somehow we've now gone to where Duke is the uh, the so best of savior. my lot here. God. The Charlotte Comfort Systems temperature right now, 61 degrees. Get a full system tune-up today, $99, com. Mac, I feel like we are Bill Murray. And the Panthers offense is Needle Nose Ned, Ned Ryerson. <laughs> Where every every post game, it's the same. We're walking down the street, and the Panthers offense says, "Phil, Phil Connors, it's me." Needle no-. mm-hmm. the Panthers offense is Ned. That's what it is. We're living the same thing over. Oh. I'm slapping that alarm clock, getting ready to try to figure out how to put pig on this lipstick.
0: <laughs> on this or now you want to flip it
3: in reverse. I don't it, think
0: any need to dress anything up. The offense is hot garbage right now, man. It is. It's hot garbage. It's horrible to watch. It just, it, 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 it literally pains me to watch them. Every yard, every first down is so hard. Like they, they complete Bone a twelve yard pass and it feels like um, it feels like giving birth. Not that I know what feeling like giving birth no, feels, I feels that, like. I was to my way. wife last night, and she says, yes, that no, analogy works. I was thinking the same thing. This has to be childbirth. <laughs> my, wife, my wife signed off on it, all right? That analogy does work. It is that painful. Posh, um, come on, Posh! It, it it's not supposed to be that hard. To play offensive football in 2023, it's not supposed to be that hard. No. And all the rules are set up so that offenses can thrive. Uh, here's another one that gets me, too. All the rules are set up so receivers can get open. You can't clutch and grab anymore. You can't do all that physical stuff you used to do. These receivers, what would these receivers do in the nineteen eighties when you could literally commit an assault out there and play playing defensive back? I, I've never heard, I've never watched a team play where the where the analyst says at the end of the game, like Dan Orlovsky said last night, I'm not sure, uh, you gotta tell me when did any of these guys get open all night? Tell me if you ever effing heard that before about a receiving. Call. No, not, not
3: God. Not.
0: I'm not saying things are dire, Mac, but
3: Flounder and I were talking before the show about what may have been the most creative play of the night last night. I'm not even joking. It's when Andy Dalton came in for the second time where you thought they were going to sneak and He pitched it to a nice play. That was, a nice that was play. actually a misdirection
0: pitch. But when
3: the backup quarterback coming in and deceiving them on a quarterback sneak tough for a pitch to the running back, <laughs> is at the top of creativity? What the hell happened? So you what, think it's the coaches?
0: I, I just, it feels like
3: we, we got to pace ourselves here. We are I'm ready.
0: here to tell you, there are some players out there that they no, very good on it's, offense. It's a combination of a, <laughs>
3: it's a combination of a lot of things. I really do want it. And we can break this down and we will all four hours. It's, it's the same. It's, it's get to the line of scrimmage. The play clock runs down. Bryce snaps it and there's nobody open. There is not a single wide out open and Bryce can't go anywhere with the football. They have to figure out a way to try to get Bryce on the move because just regular route separation, it ain't working with this team. They have to figure out a way to get Bryce on the move, keep some plays alive and hope plays just break down and guys can sit down in the zone and Bryce can find them. I'm not saying it's going to be full Mahomes, but at those plays where receivers break off their routes, they find a spot, they sit down, Hayden Hurst, Thielen, whatever it is, they have to figure out a way to get Bryce on the move because last night at the end when Bryce was moving a little bit,
0: the offense seemed to get a couple guys more open on the last drive. The, uh, the last drive was... Uh- uh, that was some charm in defense, though. They went, no, soft. they went soft on us, and Bryce took what, you know, and Bryce is good at taking what you're going to give him, which unfortunately is all we ever have, which is short stuff and dinks and dump-offs. I, to, to go with your Bryce on the move thing, um, only one bootleg, and it was a very nice play, 15 yards to DJ Chark. I don't understand why there's not boots with Bryce. Uh, give him the run-pass option. Play action fake. Bryce comes out the other side, and he has a tight end going short, a wide receiver coming up across next level, or he can run the football. I don't understand why there's not more of that. I'm not, like, I'm not on here saying, Bone, it's not coaching. It's everybody, man. This is all hands-on decks scrubbery. Like, this is <laughs> literally everybody is involved scrubbery. in a unit sucking. And the thing about a passing game, Bone, is, and, and by the way, they couldn't run it last night in the first half at all. Uh, it was it was eight carries for 25 yards. They were all Miles Sanders. I don't know why Chuba and Chenault only touched it three times in the running game. Um, I, I I don't get that. But if this team can't run, they are up Bleeps Creek without a damn paddle. Like if they can't run, we have no chance. I mean, we thought the offense struggled last week when they ran the ball really well. How about how about last night? You take the run game away, Bone. Holy crap! How many second and tens, second and nines? Then we commit, and like, this team, this team can't be off schedule at all, or else it seems insurmountable. Like, this team has a second and ten bone. I start breaking out in the sweat. Oh. How are we going to get ten yards in two plays? Oh, my God. We have to average 3.4 yards every play to get a first down. Like, that, like, like, that's all we have. Little chunkies. Little chunkies of yards. 3.4. Then we get another 3.4. It's third and 3.3. Oh, we got 3.4. We got the first down. Barely. Like It is just an incremental struggle. And you can't play football that way because eventually you need big plays. You need splash plays. Look what the Saints did, Bone. The Saints had two splash plays on us. We did an amazing job of limiting their big plays for the most part on defense. And I'm telling you right now, if people don't love on this defense today, you're a jackass. Like, this defense deserves so much damn praise. They're getting no help from the offense. But, Bone, when the Saints had their two long throws— the Olave on Henderson, 40 something yarder, and then the forty something yarder to Shahid on Dante. They scored touchdowns on those drives. It's no coincidence. That's the only time they scored touchdowns. We need explosive plays, because if not, the burden is on you to literally move it twenty plays downfield without a mistake. You know what I mean? You can't do that. They should have
3: seven chances to get ten yards. They should just increase our <laughs> increase our totals there. You mentioned the uh the lack of Chuba. I I didn't get that either. Um the one of the issues early last year in the uh the The dark ages of rule was in McAdoo was there was a lot of imbalance early. Remember when when Baker Mayfield, Mac, he just was throwing the ball so much and there was a lack of running. I know that last night in the first half they weren't running for a good percentage, but you still have to attempt it here to give your team a chance. I You have to keep trying. It was a close game in the fact that Chuba didn't run it that much. They weren't more creative in some ways to get Chenault the football. I felt in a close game. Why? Why is Bryce going back to throw this much? Keep trying to run the football. Where is the creativity? And one number here that stands out: the first two games, when you combine week one, week two, third downs, and then the fourth downs of week number one, they are uh, nine for thirty on third and fourth downs. The first two weeks, and that was and it got better as it? it got better that last drive. Actually, it was it was really bad early. They got a couple late, but.
0: Yeah, nine for
3: 30 on third and fourth down. Do you think we can
0: get a team to play a soft uh, zone like that all game for yeah, us? they should do that. We put up 40. And then Frank Reich, bless his heart, after the game says, we're close. couple of plays, and we could have got, we could have had 30. And, and, and Joe Person follows up and says, Frank, what were those couple of plays? And he says, good question, Joe. I got to watch the tape. I don't know. You just said we're a couple plays away. Tell them. What? (laughs) Like, it's just, it's frustrating. We got to, here's the thing, too. If I mention 10 wins again, Bone, I mean, just hit me over the head with a baseball bat. If I mention expectations this season, hit me over the head with a baseball bat. This is a season where literally all we do is try to get better so that the offense does not look fugly by the end of the year. And so that Bryce Young can function by the end. Like, this is just... Seriously, I'm just abandoning any thought of any expectation now. Do you was that a figure of speech with the bat or a flounder?
3: Do we have that? Do we have that bat? Get that we or? had a bat for a pinata here for a party. Do we still have that somewhere?
0: Hold oh, no, on, I'm looking. Oh, seriously, ten minutes. this wins. is – I got.
3: I got to tell you, this has been one long radio show so far. Uh what
0: are we? Three hours in? Oh I, no, ten minutes in. We got
3: twenty texts in the five o'clock hour today. That that shows you what what for, people are worked for, up man. for. A Context of Hard that usually we get maybe perhaps one and it's Joey from Huntersville stumbling in probably from a night out. But today was uh, today
0: was twenty. <laughs> it's you said something before the show. You said one of these times could we lose forty one thirty eight. And I get your sentiment. It's six years, and you said Groundhog Day. It's just, I'm so tired of watching our offense. You can change the coaches. You can change the receivers. You can change the quarterbacks. And the offense just is horrible, and the defense is out there fighting their rear ends off. But there's only so much you can do. Like, clearly they were getting worn down by the end of the game once again. Oh, absolutely. How many years have we seen that? Oh man, it was a really good defense, but look at their numbers because they wore down as the game went on because the offense couldn't retain the football. Like, this is just so old, man. And again, we got to tell ourselves. Here's the thing, though. We gotta tell ourselves. Bryce is new. He's a rookie. He's two games in. The coaching staff, as much as I know, y'all want to literally go clean their offices out and throw them out outside. It's a new coaching staff. Like, we have so many wounds. Uh, from horrible offenses over the last six years or so, and we can't like lump this in, even though it's easy in our minds. Because for Panther fans, we're the same fan. We've been dealing with the same crap, but we have to remember this is a new group trying to take over. This is a group trying to make do with a receiving group that I know y'all try to tell me about, but I didn't want to hear it. But man, it's ugly offensive line. I know they're starting two new guards, but that was, uh, it's just, there's so much ugly, but we can't, like, everybody wants to, f- everybody wants to declare Bryce a bust and fire the coaches, and it's like, it's I know we've been going through for like six years, yeah. but these guys are two games in. It's the only move that people have
3: sometimes in their arsenal is get rid of the quarterback, get rid of the coach. You said it before the show, and it was beautifully said when you and I were having the same discussion back at the five o'clock hour before on the radio, people want to <laughs> get to the end of the movie immediately. The movie just began, and they want to see the end immediately. And if they don't like what they see in the first three minutes, they're walking out of the theater. Like, let it, let it play out. I'm sure, Magda the— It's a horrible sure movie God, to watch, man. The Godfather may not have grabbed
0: people the first two minutes, but if you wait to the end, you got a good ending, didn't you? <laughs> it's a horror movie early on. Either that or a comedy, if you can laugh at it. But, yeah, it feels like people are already ready to hit the fast-forward button. Oh, I'll tell you how this ends. Reich is fired, and Bryce is a bust. And it's like, I'm not sure it ends that way. But I do know this. They are, Reich and Bryce and all these other guys are involved in one pathetic offense. <laughs> there is no denying that. But uh, we'll talk about it throughout the day, Bone was digging up a bunch of stats on, like, number one pick quarterbacks and the way people, they started their careers. This, yeah. is, this is far from new. No,
3: there's you know a know? lot of numbers to, to support Bryce in some ways here. People mad get mad when it's another rebuild, right? Oh, we're rebuilding again. I know, but yet, it The same people, the same people want to fire the coach right away. And then reset it again. So every time something goes wrong early, they want to reset it right away, and then they get mad when it's another reset. They'll say, what are we doing? They they wanted a new quarterback. They have one, but they immediately want not all the people on the text line or on Twitter, but immediately they want that guy gone right away. Then they get mad when the results may take a while to get there the next time around.
0: I'm telling you, if, if, uh, if uh, the fans were the owners, they'd be Daniel Snyder. <laughs> like, he would just be like, I've seen enough of this coach, two games in, he's gone. And uh, it sucks, man. And I'm not saying that we can't blast people and talk about who is to blame and why they're so incompetent offensively. Um, but it's just, I'm trying to adjust my mindset and not really be results-based. I'm going to be process-based. Process-based. Oh, God, I want to hit myself in the head right now. I got to but tell you. But it's like we got to change our mindset, man. It's a project here for the offense. It I'm, is. I'm sure, numbers, uh, I'm sure Numbers Hoggard is
3: in the lab right now calculating how many texts we get today. I, this is not even me joking. We have to have already, Mac, 500 texts this morning. It's it just – Let it out, It's yo. like the Price is Right game show where the numbers just keep – I can't. Panther Pickle's looking for you, Mac. He says that receivers were
0: wide open last night. So wide you, open? What hit? was that, Dan Orlovsky, Lion Pickle? What
3: you handle that during Dan the Dan
0: Orlovsky is a liar. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I mean, and that's the thing too is people are going to cast blame. I, I think you know at at Bryce, and it's going to annoy the crap out of me. It's just, it, it's seriously, it's going to get so effing old, man. And you know what? I love Cam. God bless him. Uh, but his first two games of his career don't help because he because they let him loose and he had way better weapons. Smitty, Olsen, Shockey, Stu, D'Angelo. And he threw for freaking um, 800-something yards in the first two games. So now that's what we expect of our next number one pick quarterback.
3: Mac, when Uh, we come back, we're going to do a segment called Panther Post Game Reaction. I think that was just that was just setting the table for Panther post game reaction. Listen
1: to Mac and Bone every weekday morning from six to ten. Instant replay continues with more in a moment. Only on Sports Radio ninety two point seven WFNZ, the
4: exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispie. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: You're listening to Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. This afternoon,
0: i and Walker
1: show
5: Talking about the letdown last night from the Carolina Panthers. They lose to the Saints 20 to 17. Out of all the things I got wrong, I got the score right. I didn't get the team winning, right? I picked the Panthers, but At least it was 2017, and that's what I'm going to take away from this game. Yep. Then I got the score hey, right.
6: Gotta get your wans where you can get them.
5: Yeah, so I'm one in 17 after what I predicted yesterday. To help us talk a little bit more about it, we go to the beat writer for the Charlotte Observer, the Carolina Panthers beat writer for the Observer, Mike K. Or we could set it up, Mike K. Who? Mike K. Who? The thing is, I have to do that anytime time <laughs> there's someone with a single, single syllable last name and the name Mike in front of it. Mike, is that, do your friends do that a lot with you? Do they put the Mike Jones rhythm to your name quite a bit?
2: No, but I've been Mike K, not Mike, for pretty much my entire life. Nobody can just call me Mike. So he's it Mike K. I think my grandma I just called me I Mike K. I can see that.
6: Mike K is a pretty sweet and when name. When Granny does it, there's no way you're not going that. What Granny, it's exactly like
5: Bajan's mom. Mm-hmm. Saying it's Bijan Robinson, not Bijan. What Mama says, it goes, and that's the same thing with Granny K. Mike K. joins us here on Weston Walker Sports Radio ninety two seven WFNZ. Mike, you have an article on the Charlotte Observer up right now, um, or at least I, I'm sorry, your colleague does, Alex Zeitlo, talking about the locker room being listless. And I think that's something that's worrisome to me. We can get into the offense. We can get into Bryce Young's performance. But what was your takeaway, the mood of the locker room, and how detrimental that might be going forward?
2: Well, for the most part, it was empty. Uh, you know, I mean, I think starting off 0-2, especially 0-2 in the division, is never going to lead to a, you know, an upbeat locker room. I, I think this team just doesn't know what it's doing wrong. And I think that kind of echoes through the front like. It just seems like a collective effort in mediocrity right now. And while I have always built this as a two-year rebuild on the fly, there were some concerning elements, especially on offense through the first two games, and I think the entire team is feeling it. I think the offense has put the defense down. That's going to obviously create some tension there. I think the offense has put itself down, and that's going to create some tension there. I mean, I, I don't know how you could feel good not defending the mood of the locker room, but I I think listless is what they were on the field. So it's probably what they're going to be in the locker room as well.
6: Mike, what's Brian here? And when you talk about Bryce Young, we remember in the preseason when the coaching staff said that they felt like not only could they do what they already had planned in their offensive philosophies, but they felt like that they could expand upon that. So when you get out there and see them with a playbook and a game plan that seems pretty conservative, is this like a Bryce thing, them feeling like that he's not necessarily ready or is this just the staff and this is just how uh they're going to get down this season with a conservative playbook that's not going to be uh very aggressive
2: i thought they were pretty creative at least pre-snaps in week one it seemed like that all went out the window this week Mm -hmm. it was almost like they saw what this uh, this group of the players could do during a game and we're like, okay, they're not ready for that yet. And yes, this was a very conservative approach this week. But that said, everything took a while to develop. I, I just don't know that that Bryce Young is being surrounded by the right ecosystem of players. We can talk about how Adam Thielen was making plays out there, but he averaged seven point seven yards of catch. Um This is a group that kind of got away from the run early, even though it was a three-point or tie game uh, for the first 42 minutes of the game. So I I don't really understand the play-calling rhythm. I don't think the play design's been bad, but I think the play-calling has just not kind of stopped the bleeding. And I think that's been really rough on Bryce. Then again, he's holding the ball for like eight seconds, and as an offensive lineman, You can't really block for six to eight seconds for 20 plays a game because wide receivers aren't getting open. It's been a very confusing time for this offense, and I I don't know what the right answer is.
6: And then, Mike, when you talk about the offensive line and everybody was – having varied opinions about what they saw in the preseason and in Atlanta, they played a pretty solid game and then this game, not so much. Which offensive line do you feel like is a true representation? And I know they had a couple of injuries, but the offensive line from this game and what we saw in the preseason or from game one in Atlanta?
2: I I think you'd have to do it on a case-by-case basis, like player for player, but I I do think it's more like what we saw last night. I mean, you're, you're missing two starting guards I mean, Austin Corbett, not for nothing, was the best offensive player on the team last year, in my opinion. And his loss is being felt, especially when you've got a turnstile at right guard. I mean, they constantly are switching guys out there. And so I think when you look at the way this team is kind of set up, the offensive line is kind of at the mercy of wide receivers getting open because Bryce Young is being so patient in the pocket. He's not running. Uh you know, and, and they're kind of taking the brunt of it. I, I again, I, I think that the guard problem is a problem.
5: Mike K from the Charlotte observer joining us on the body works plus guest hotline. Follow him on Twitter. Check out his work at Mike underscore E underscore K Mike. I saw you tweet out the snap counts, Carolinapanthers.com. They released that from last night. Any main takeaways or any trends that you're seeing from the snap count on Monday night football?
2: Well, they got Uter Grossmatos involved a lot more. Um, he had four snaps against Atlanta, and I think he had 42 uh, against the Saints. Um, you'll notice that D.J. Johnson, again, didn't get any snaps. This time he was inactive. Um, offensively, though, you know, with Raheem Blackshear inactive, I thought LaVisca Chenault would get a little bit more playing time. He did not. Uh, he was kind of the de facto number three running back there. Uh, Terrace Marshall got 22 snaps and wasn't targeted. Like, I was expecting big things from him this summer, and he just hasn't delivered on him, especially with that back injury. Jonathan Mingo, again, was kind of whatever. He had the nice 22-yard catch, but he's going through his growing pains well. DJ Chark was on a pitch count. Uh, I I don't think there was anything alarming from the snap counts. I just think when you look at, like, Jeremy Chin going from playing, like, 73% of the snaps to 35% of the snaps. It kind of shows you how much more the Saints relied on the passing game than, than the Falcons.
5: All right, Mike, I wanted to go to what is becoming somewhat of a conversation in Panthers' Twitter land. It's whether this thing was supposed to be a rebuild this year. I know you put out there on Twitter that it kind of is a rebuild going into this season, and it feels like there are differing opinions on that. So why do you think that this this season does lend itself more to a rebuild year with the Carolina Panthers? Well,
2: when I say rebuild year, that doesn't mean be patient. That doesn't mean you know, give them a pass. But what I'm saying is you you bring in 25 new faces. You've completely rebuilt the staff outside of camp in and Tabor. And then you've got a, you've got three rookie starters, a rookie quarterback, a rookie number one wide receiver, because he's getting snaps like a a number one wide receiver. And then you've got a rookie starting guard. who's played two different guard positions in his first two games. Uh, The defense is a completely new scheme. I mean, to me, it's a philosophical rebuild. It's not like an organizational rebuild, if that makes sense. Like an organizational rebuild, you're gutting everything. You've got a new front office. You're doing all that stuff. This is more of a rebuild on the fly. And again, that's not an excuse. You should criticize them. You shouldn't have to feel patient. But this was not going to be a good team starting out. I, I don't really understand the pre-season hype of this team's going to win the NFC South and stuff like that. I, I never kind of saw that. Then again, I didn't think it
6: would be this bad. Mike, last thing, when you look at this division and you talk about the rebuilding process with what Atlanta and Tampa Bay is doing, if these two teams continue to have success, does that accelerate, I guess, the mindset of the Carolina front office to get this thing done and get it turned around because these two teams seem to be a little bit ahead of the curve when you talk about rebuilds?
2: I mean, I don't even know if Tampa's really even rebuilding. They just don't have Tom Brady at quarterback. But the Falcons are definitely a traditional rebuild. And they are, they've got a great coach, Arthur Smith. They're doing it their own way. They clearly have an identity. And I don't know that the Panthers do. And I think that that's on the front office, that's on the staff. You know, you hired the coaching staff that on paper is tremendous. But realistically, the players have to execute. And coaching resumes don't really matter if players aren't executing. And so I put the blame on both the coaching staff and the front office in this one. And they do have to figure out a way to make this work. And I don't know that there's an answer when you're two games into the season, you're 0-2, and you don't have a first-round pick next year.
5: All right, that was Mike K. from the Charlotte Observer. Again, check out his work. His Twitter handle is Mike underscore E underscore K. He's on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Mike, we really appreciate the time, man. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. I wanted to say Mike Jones about a couple times in there. (laughs) I just can't help it. I don't know why. It's a common name. I just can't help it. When I see Mike and then a single syllable last name, I immediately go to Mike Jones. It's just how I was raised. Great first album. Um, Let's go to the rebuild conversation a little bit. All right. Because I think that's kind of becoming a conversation on Twitter. And my former colleague, Molly, actually put it out there saying, feeling a little hungover uh, this morning after watching last night. I think that's a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. Whew. It wasn't pretty. It was, wasn't was pretty at all. We had one drive at the very end where Bryce Young looked good enough. Playing softer coverage, you hit Mingo deep, you're starting to move the ball a little bit, but then they give up a first down immediately to Taysom Hill, and the air immediately goes out of the building again. So we know how it all played out. But she said, feel like Orlovsky late in the game was preaching patience as if the Panthers were going through a rebuild. This isn't a rebuild. I hope that doesn't become a narrative. Mike K quote tweeted that and said, wait, it is a rebuild, though. Here's what I think. If we go to the mid-portion of last season, they traded Christian McCaffrey, and all of us were trying to figure this out. We've had this conversation already, and I feel like we kind of closed the door on it. At least that's what I remember from our conversation in the mid-portion of last year. It was rebuild, retool, what's going on? When they traded Chris McCaffrey, they traded a very talented player on a big old contract at a position now that isn't valued to the point in which the top guys get paid at $16 million. The Panthers had been talking about or we had been talking about the Panthers trading Chris McCaffrey for a while now. It wasn't, oh, now the rebuild's here. Now it's a full reset. No, I never got that sense. Then we tried to bring it up again when they traded Robbie Anderson Okay, hard eye roll. That guy went to the Cardinals, did nothing. Now he's barely making a roster. It was his time. Dropped a million passes, had one very good 1,000-yard season. It was time. That did not indicate whatsoever a full rebuild that was going on. I understand where Molly is coming from here. Like, part of it can be. I get that. But I don't think they operated that way fully this offseason. season. You know, they go after Von Bell. They're trying to show sure up the defense to make this thing a real monster. The offensive line, it was pretty good last year. Not amazing, but good enough to where we felt like it was a strength. It felt like we all thought Bryce Young was going to be a better quarterback than Sam Darnold, than Baker Mayfield, than Kyle Allen. He was going to be the better quarterback that we've had in a while, really, since maybe first half Teddy Bridgewater and Cam Newton before he got hurt. You drop that in here, it feels feels like they're going to be okay and man i know that maybe i had too high of expect i'll admit that my expectations were too high on this offense it was too high on this receiving core i will own that but you're trying to tell me that we all should have expected them to barely score 17 points at the very end barely score 10 points in the first game look i got patience i'm with you i'm willing to accept that i was way out in front of my horses on this
6: But I didn't expect it to look this ugly, Wes. Yeah, I would say it's a wait-and-see type of rebuild. I think that this team, they almost made the playoffs last year. So they said there's enough here. And if the division continues to stay where it was, then just maybe they can get in and win the division and get into the playoffs. Well, you don't account for what the other teams are going to do, how good they're going to be. Because you were already drafting in the top 10 in the first place. By the number of games you won, you felt like, okay, maybe if we make a couple of tweaks here, tweaks there, that we can get into the playoffs, win that division. As I said, if it stays the status quo like what it was with teams just struggling and nobody really seizing control of the division. But now, as I said, you still have a rookie quarterback. You didn't put the greatest of weapons around him. We know all of this stuff. And so I think it's kind of a wait and see rebuild. I think that you feel like, all right, If they end up being good enough to win the division and get into the playoffs, so be it. But if not, you know, we'll just keep working at this thing because it's still a first-year staff and all of those things. So I think it's kind of, sort of, maybe a rebuild with some caveats.
5: I feel like we had that conversation and ended it right. Mm -hmm. And and no, and you bring up a lot of good points. I think look, we get into a semantics debate when. It happens with every radio show, with every sports debate show. Is it a rebuild? Is it a retool? Is it a reset? It's a re-something. And then we start to debate on what it truly is, when in reality, they traded Chris McCaffrey because the guy was making a lot of money at a position that you can get by on if you don't have a stud back there. Carolina did it last year with Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard not being real threats in the past game. But Chris McCaffrey is still a stud, so any offense, especially helping out a young quarterback that they drafted, watching him go away is going to hurt. I think the biggest loss that they had was probably DJ, and this is why I was pounding the table at that point. Look, you got to do it. You got to go up and get your franchise quarterback if you believe him and believe in him. It's the most important position in sports, and that guy... Has a Heisman under his belt at the best football program of the last decade and a half. Okay. Go get your guy. I have no problem with it. But getting rid of DJ Moore hurts. And I think that's the loss, Wes. Now here we are talking about wide receivers not getting separation, not having a go-to guy. DJ wasn't great. He was only okay. Man, that dude had close to 900 yards last year, three straight consecutive seasons of 1,100 yards, where his best quarterback, to me, was first half of the season, Teddy Bridgewater, who wasn't even hitting DJ more deep like he has that capability. And now we go from that to... Adam Thielen, who's out here averaging seven and a half yards per reception, and Terrace Marshall isn't doing anything anymore, that really hurts. Mingo, as much as I love him as the prospect, my man, you got to hold on to that ball on that in-breaking <laughs>
6: route. And catch the dog on ball but, and dive into the end zone because he had enough room to catch it and score. I, I, that, Enzo's I was befuddled. End zone's lava. I
5: yeah. <laughs> I'm not touching it. At least they scored, but you're right. It was weird. Yeah, man, it was uh, – it's the wide receiver core. It's it's this weird, like for me, I kept using the phrase, threading the needle. It gets a little dicey when you try to do that, do the whole rebuild but win now thing. I thought they had done a good job doing it. In the first two games, it does not look like that. We have a lot more football left to go. We'll see how it all plays out.
6: But through the first two
5: games, this offense is way further back
6: than I expected. Well, I'll say, too, the biggest thing that hurt this offense was the young receivers not developing. The fact that we were sitting here in the offseason saying, OK, TMJ, we knew the analytics about how he could go get the deep ball and what he brought to this offense last year. And then Mingo, you're like, man, Steve Smith put the gas on and You're like, man, if this guy can pop, this is going to be something. Well, Mingo isn't popping. TMG, TMJ, TMJ nowhere to be found and i think that's the biggest thing that's hurt this receiving crew is that the young guys aren't contributing and coming through and providing what they can
1: you can hear wes and walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to three sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next only on sports radio 92.7 wfnc the exclusive home of the charlotte sports fan
0: whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
4: McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio.
1: instant replay on sports radio 92.7 wfnz because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice earlier this afternoon on the kyle bailey show willy
7: p here with you in for kyle bailey and uh, Kyle put out something on Twitter about uh, needing to uh, to leave work because of a family emergency. Hope everything's going well with him and his, uh, and hope everything's going well with you and yours. Seven zero four five seven zero nine six ten. Let's go to DVR Dave who called during the break. And Dave, you're on WFNZ. How are you, pal? Oh
8: man! Um, all right. I I did some math today. Uh-oh. I actually sat down and did some. Yes, I actually sat down and did some research. I sent it to Kyle, and he saw it apparently right before his emergency occurred. Um, and I just picked two years. I didn't try to, you know, cherry pick or anything. I just picked the 2018 and 2019 NFL drafts and seasons. Mm. So out of the top 11 teams on both seasons who had picks, And you know, in other words, the top 11 picks both years, so that's a grand total of 22 teams. Guess how many had winning seasons that season? Seven. Three. Sounds about right. Three out of 22 teams had winning seasons the year they drafted in the top 11. And that includes Cleveland in 2018, who had two picks in the top five.
7: That's true. That
8: that includes uh, drafting Nick Bosa in 2019. Signing one piece doesn't automatically, very obviously, and again, I said 2018 and 2019, but I'll bet if you go back, you know, if you make me, I'll go back and do some more digging. It'll take a little while.
7: I, I like it i like where your head's at dave thank you so much for that that was a very good point good call yeah rarely do you find yourselves in a situation like what ben roethlisberger found himself in oh we all thought well his problem and and i'm guilty of this too i'll put my hand up and say i was guilty of thinking that bryce young was the the silver bullet and fortunately he wasn't I, pro- thought, I thought the targets would be better too well that's the, that see someone asked me again is it the chicken or the egg and i i think honestly it's uh it's the chicken at this point and the chicken being the receivers. I, I think that the, is it Bryce or is it his parts? And that's probably what we'll get into at four o'clock. But to me, if I'm, I'm more inclined to say the parts around him are, are what I'm more upset about, well, let's panic. So if you're new to the bit, new to me, uh, the way the bit works is that uh, smoke will read a headline, a statement, a Sentence a person and I will rate it one to 11. One being not panicked or one to 10 rather. Usually I'll just say 11 just for the heck of it. One being no panic, 10 being panic, and in the middle, uh, basically no reaction. So let me have it smoke. I'm ready. All right, Kyle. Uh, sorry, force a habit. Uh, all right, Willie. All good. Uh, let's go ahead and get to that quarterback position. What is your panic meter? For Bryce Young, after only two games in the NFL, negative forty-seven. I'm fine with. it. I'm good. I didn't hear. I, I didn't hear my my thing. Is it not, is it not going through? Oh, I actually got some new ones here. Oh, you do. You, you have been you have been a bad boy today. Look at that. Okay, that's very nice. I'm not panicked at all on Bryce Young. This is two games. When have we ever made a statement about a guy after two freaking games? Like that's incredibly—that's incredible overreaction at this point. I, I, I do not feel like we are panicking. I've seen enough good things from Bryce Young, the the touchdown drives that he led in these first two weeks. We saw a lot of composure from him. He can make the throws if given the time, and if you know these wide receivers actually think that the defensive backs have cooties and ask, actually get away from them a little bit. All right, so let's go ahead and weird analogy. Yes. Sorry. But it's okay. Uh, Let's go ahead and go to the wide receiver. Go ahead. All right. Let's go ahead and go to the wide receivers. What's your panic meter for the wide receivers? Oh, I'm at an 11 on them. That's what the money's for! I'm at an 11 for them. That's very good. That's well played. Uh, The the money spent on the wide receivers this offseason, I take significant umbrage with. And I understand DJ Chark is coming back from injury, might have been on a pitch count. Like, you need to at least show the threat that you're going down the field. And, and, and granted, I know the offensive line probably didn't give you the ability to do that. But, I mean, throw it up for grabs, get it like a pass interference call. I think they did, they did that once yesterday. D- do Do something throw a jump ball on the sideline that only you know the receiver or the sideline can catch maybe he gets a, a defensive pass interference penalty just anything that can relieve the pressure from cameron jordan at all paying their ears back and taking free shots at, at number nine all right, let's go ahead and go to the offensive line. Two injuries. Brady Christensen already out for the whole entire year. Austin Corbett, we're still waiting to come back. We know at the very least he'll be out for the next two weeks. What's your panic meter on the offensive line? I'm in a seven for them. God almighty. And it's not even the guys who are there. It's the guys who are. Like, it's it's Bradley Bozeman getting just dominated and trucked by dudes during the preseason. It's Iki Iquanu all of a sudden forgetting how to pass block. I realized that that was a growth spot growth spot for him during his first season. I think he got better at it during the season, but he's regressed and you know, I I can see him Olay so many different times. It's a difficult thing to watch him pass block right now. I I'm, I'm I'm very highly concerned about the offensive line right now. All right, we've mentioned quarterback, offensive line, wide receivers, how about we go behind the quarterback and running back? I want to see what your feelings are off this. What's your panic level, and more specifically, on the guys like Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders after two games? I think Chuba Hubbard needs the football more. I'm going to give that a six. Get the blood pressure cuff ready. I'm at a six right now because if I see Miles Sanders battering Ram himself into, ta- into the offensive guard where there's no hole one more time, I, I might just throw my own head against the wall. Because cause that, to me, it ain't, it ain't working. He's not a between-the-tackles guy. He he goes off tackle. And I, I need Chuba Hubbard in there for those inside-the-tackles runs. And I know you don't want to tip your hand. You want to have as much of an all-around back as possible. But it's clear that, you know, re-signing Deontay Foreman might have fixed a lot of these things. Uh, and I understand Deontay Foreman is not Eric Dickerson or, you know, Earl Campbell. But... He definitely made this running game look a heck of a lot more cohesive a year ago than it looks right now. All right, moving on to the other side of the ball. Let's go with the defense, and more specifically, let's go with the front seven. What is your panic meter with the front seven, both Brian Burns, the guys up front, and the linebackers, even with Shaq Thompson being out for the rest of the year now? I'm going to two. I mean, I like it. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with the defense. And again, part of this the thing we talked about earlier. Yes, Shaq Thompson's loss hurts. But I think Kamu Grugier-Hill is somebody who you look at and say can step in and fill in admirably. Uh, Frankie Louvoo was maybe the best player on the field last night for either team. I feel like he's somebody who is ticketed for a potential Pro Bowl season if the people who vote on those things actually get their head out of the behind this year because I think he deserved it last year. Uh, but I do feel like you're looking at him and thinking he could be a very much a game-changing type player. I think Derek Brown is is having a renaissance in his career because of the move to the 3-4. And I also think that even Yutor Gross Matos, I think trophy trophy husband said on the text line, he had probably the best game of his Panther career, and I would agree. He's actually he's looked better than I think. I could have expected him to look during the course of this season alright let's go to the secondary J.C. Horn first time uh, this year we've not seen him after the uh, injury in the second quarter of the Falcons game what's your panic meter with the secondary after two games nine my butt is on fire not good not good right now and and the, and the fact of the matter is the guy who i thought was going to be the problem wasn't exactly the problem i thought it was going to be you know they're going to pick on cj henderson and it was going to be the chris Olave show last night and while Olave got his and part of the reason he got his is because he made one significantly great catch and there was a situation where cj henderson really couldn't have done much more with that coverage it was the michael thomas show last night and he was beating dante jackson left and right uh, beating dante jackson like yoda money like it was bad and as a result, I had a scenario that developed last night where I started wondering if Dante Jackson—maybe the word "washed" is a little too harsh—but he didn't look like the kind of player that we were accustomed to seeing before the Achilles injury. All right, moving on to special teams. What's your panic meter for the special teams after two games? Ah, oh, I love the special teams. I'm 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 at a I'm a zero on the special teams. I'm 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 big on the special teams. There you go. Kicking uh, analogy. There you go. Eddie, Eddie P aired his game check, baby. Eddie, Eddie P. Amazing how we felt. And I, I, even made this, uh, this comment, uh, earlier today on one of the interminable spots that I've done to talk about this radio, st- on this radio station, about this team. Uh, remember when we were thinking about, you know, guys like Ryan Santoso and, <laughs> uh, Hadrulahu, remember him? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Here, here on Madrulahu, was that was, that was his name. Yeah. Something like that. uh, Of course, Joey Sly. Joey Sly. By the way, you know, seeing Joey Sly miss that that kick in the Washington-Denver game, it's like... The fact that he's still with Washington,
0: I think,
7: think, again, I think maybe it speaks more to the fact that there just aren't that many people who you can count on. It's like there are a lot of replacement-level kickers with jobs in the National Football League. Uh, So the fact that we've got that figured out, I'm okay. Didn't like that they didn't get the onside kick last night, but that's the lowest percentage play in the game. So I'm not going to completely... uh, Give them uh rip them for that. And finally the coaching staff. All together the coaching staff, offense, defense, what's your panic meter for the coaching staff? I want a four. Only a four? Only a four. It's week two! It's Dabble. week two. It's week two! Like we, am I supposed to have a visceral reaction? Do I want to fire the whole staff like I'm chiquette Bartal because it's week two? No, this is what you're expecting. This is fuck! Oh, okay. That's what you, that's, you, you, wanted me, you wanted me to go uh, visceral... No, that's, what, that's what they want you to say. Visceral banana crazy because because they're 0-2 right now. Look, I I understand that we were promised filet mignon. I understand it probably feels more like MacDowell's right now. Not good. I understand that. It's okay, though. The back end of the schedule has some victories in it. Do they have 12 of them? Probably not. But... I do feel like there's at least some part of this that will figure itself out when it comes to health, progression of the quarterback, and maybe, just maybe, somebody gets a, a little bit of an air of separation. There really is. Panther Bo says there really is a willy drop for every occasion. There really is. Uh, you, you're, you're sitting on one more over there. I know you are. You Go ahead. play Play, play what you want to play. No, it's uh, for when we go to break. Oh, it is for when you go to break. Okay. We will take a timeout. We'll come back. And, and I'll ask you is, it, are you, is it Bryce or is it everything else around Bryce that has you mostly frustrated? Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. I am pro package. you
1: tuned into Instant Replay. When the audio was so good, it has to be heard again. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.